When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Today joining me, having never seen Nomadland, is Fielding Edlow and Larry Clark. They are both very wonderful. You may know Fielding. She has done voices on BoJack Horseman. You may know Larry. He was on Twin Peaks, Contagion, tons of stuff. And together, they have a series called Bitter Homes and Gardens. You can actually check out the entire first season of it on YouTube. And uh, I'll have a link to that in the description of the show, or just look up Bitter Homes and Gardens. But anyways, to the pod. They have never seen Nomadland, but they rewrote it, and we read their script. We see what they think Nomadland pretty much is. And it won't you won't be able to tell in the recording but they just they they wrote it and then they like improvised it while they were doing it like a bunch of details and lines it was so funny i was dying i was laughing trying to not like oh just smack my mic trying to not like laugh too hard while they're doing it but it's absolutely wonderful they're both hilarious they're both wonderful people it was great getting to know them a little bit and like i said they've never seen nomad land and they let us know what it is uh and then we take just to delve down this uh, sort of like we get into like the the, the the culture, the political, these aspects of a movie like Nomadland and, and it leads us down this big talk about everything going on now with people and treatment and it turns into like a, a, a Kyle venting political, social frustration thing and, and but we have a really, really good conversation about it. And it sort of is a jumping off point from a film like Nomadland, which takes a look at these people um, and my feelings on the movie versus what I wished it had done. But they haven't seen it. I I think you're really going to like this episode. They're wonderful. It's super funny. It's a great time. Uh, and, and they have never seen it. Nomadland. They rewrote it. They let you know what they believe it is. Thank you for listening. Please check out Bitter Homes and Gardens. On YouTube, you can watch the whole first season up on there. And um, there's more coming out. Bitterhomes.com. Please check it out. Uh, like I said, Larry Clark and Fielding Edlow are the guests. They've never seen Nomadland, but they rewrote it. And here's what they think it is. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy the episode. If uh, you are still here for the intro, 
I'm going to be doing some stand-up dates uh, here in Kansas City, Chicago, Richmond, Raleigh, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Wilmington, Asheville, Atlanta. They're all set. The dates are all set. Kansas City, September 23rd. Chicago, we are doing a live podcast, a live recording, September 30th, and then I'm doing stand-up the following night. Please, Chicago, please, please, please come to that live podcast. Both shows are at North Bar. Tickets at kyleairs.com. Richmond, Raleigh, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Wilmington, Asheville. That sort of set, those tickets are all coming out soon, if not already out. kyleairs.com, you can get tickets um, to the ones that are available there. The rest will be up shortly. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at kyleairs, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S. We got a couple of live podcasts, Chicago, Asheville. We're doing live podcasts, and it's going to be so much fun. The stand-up dates are going to be fun. Doing outside shows where we can do outside shows, mask, just keep it as safe as we can. Is I got some some cool merch stuff I'm putting together. I'm excited. And so please come out. Like I said, Kansas City is September 23rd. That is soon. Chicago is September 30th. Please, if you're near Chicago or if you know people near Chicago, tell them about our live podcast you can get all those tickets at kyleairs.com and Richmond, Raleigh, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Wilmington, Asheville. All those places coming up soon. Sorry to keep harping on it. I'm just excited. I hope people come out. Please, please do if you can. If you, if you would like to, please do. Got those shows coming up. Follow me, Kyleairs, on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you'll find about that. Please enjoy our episode today. Fielding Edlow and Larry Clark of Bitter Homes and Gardens. They have both never seen Nomadland, but they rewrote it. And here's their script. I'm glad we didn't incorporate the tile. I know. Well, the, first and foremost, a tile podcast, and then a <laughs> uh, very long-winded, yeah. pre-written, scripted podcast second. I like I it. I like your style. I tell everyone, I'm like, look, I want you to do a bunch of homework for the podcast. We might not get to it. <laughs> but we might get yeah. to the tile. But we might get to the tile. We're ready to roll. It's, We're here to serve you and just be a little, like, citizens and journeymen do, are, do you hear us okay yeah okay right. yeah, we don't hear you so well i'm really? kidding well, i'm oh. kidding do you more coffee so i like to make little technical you? jokes okay, on let, Zoom. let the comics make the jokes <laughs> let the comics make the jokes no um i've done all of the ones i possibly could make about being on a zoom <laughs> um, i love john ross bowie's ghost that was hilarious oh that was so funny um, he's amazing yeah. yeah that was a really nice time it's uh yeah i i wish this was all in person so much <laughs> sometimes, I know. sometimes i'm no, like you have uh, a co-host too no it's just me um, last week rebecca my podcast producer she'll hang on sometimes if uh, oh that's okay. what i thought sort of in and out and or i'll grab like a random other comedian or like someone but it's Generally, just to like find a third person because otherwise, two people doing all the parts, it's a lot of uh, me looking like I'm auditioning for local theater. <laughs> right. It's all Larry wants is to do Fiddler on the Roof in the Bakersfield Community Playhouse. <laughs> the offers aren't coming yeah. in, though. But you, I, I wish you would scout them out. Yeah, check the spam folder for those ones, I think, at this point. Can't grow a beard, though, Kyle. Oh, well, that's okay. I'm, Bakersfield is full of uh, uh, people who have moved out of the city to get the wig and right? facial hair. People live out exactly. there. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Or Do you guys West live in Bakersfield? No, no. I don't know. It's like my go-to <laughs> little, like, out of L.A. reference. I know where it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Bellflower, Rancho Cucamonga, and Bakersfield. I like to say Carson City just because that's oh, where I see on the back of uh, um, cars. Yeah. It looks like all they have car dealers there. <laughs> that's a really good one, too. I think Rancho Cucamonga is funny and you and you don't really realize it's a it's an actual place till you're driving far down the 10 and you go wow that, it's real it's actually real there's a place is it, is it the place that the leads are in in uh Glengarry Glen Ross because I remember that being a funny name I don't and I didn't know if it was a real place until I lived here that's and impressive. He, yeah, he's always That's like impressive. Rancho Cucamonga, <laughs> and he like won't hand them the. Like, why are they even in pink envelopes? Just give them to them so they can do their job. That's <laughs> hilarious, Glengarry. Great reference. I uh, well, I I wrote a play called Glengarry Glen Beck one time, and it was like a all like uh, right wing pundits in the various roles of the Glengarry Glen Ross and. It's oh, the most work amazing. I've ever put into that's nothing. Amazing. Did that's it get done? Idea. It should get one done. One time I put up one scene of it and then uh, everyone agreed that that was good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know, you know, sometimes I'm like, it's funny, but then eventually you're like, but I still hate the people that it, this is satirizing. And so it becomes right, like right. an exhausting portrayal. Right. Let's get um, a Zoom fall reading of that, Kyle. Yeah, that's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it'll be called Everything Everyone's Tired Of. <laughs> Yeah. I think that would be a good selling point. It's like just go straight yeah, into the hornet's but, nest. But you gotta that the thing about that that type of right wing media is you gotta stay on it because they're coming up with something every day for you to get pissed at. Oh, also it's all it was immediately dated because no one cares about Glenn Beck anymore. And yeah. it, like two years later, he was the he should have been the old right sort of out the door people that I th- that in the script was like. Bill O'Reilly, like it's just like the it's such a turnstile of uh, even like Tommy Laren, who was the Alec Baldwin character. She even has, seems to have been pushed, you know. Right. Oh, she is. But She's it could way be in the maybe rename Glenn Gary, Glenn Tucker, Glenn and just fight in Tucker Carson, <laughs> or just just Tucker, you know? Glenn Tucker, just Glenn, Glenn Tucker, Tucker, Glenn Tucker, Glenn Tucker, Glenn Tucker, <laughs> Glenn Tucker must die. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and Beck is coming back. I heard he's he's actually starting to come back. And, I, uh, hopefully he gets a heart attack. Like, I think they're talking about the musician. I know. Are you talking about the musician and this is like you <laughs> being like in your fifties and confusing everyone? <laughs> it's just Glenn Gary, Glenn Beck. Further apart. Like, One musician. <laughs> yeah. Discussing like, Scientology. Yeah, they're like Bjork and Robert Bork. <laughs> All right. I think we've made a left turn here. Um, off the, just, just. Why don't you my, let him my, control it? You're not you know, in control. Wife, it's not your podcast. My wife <laughs> will, will have a tendency to take you off the left, off the, the highway, and you will be going down you know some what? cavernous road that you have no idea where you're Whenever at. we're in a threesome, we turn whoever that person is into our couples therapist. So we're really <laughs> I'm excited. I didn't even read the script because I like to. Uh, oh, good. Like good. discover it as yeah. it's going along. And so I'm, I'm glad because so he gave me a tsunami of notes and told me that I'm I'm weak <laughs> on stories. So yeah. I, I made you to do a, she, she did a final pass of yeah. light notes. And then I was like, you changed the whole thing. Yeah. And then we literally got into a screaming fight. And he's like, you don't understand story. You don't get story. You just joke, 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 joke. It, uh, well, I mean, we can even just dive in because I'm going to record an intro completely separate because it feels very <laughs> uncomfortable to, I always do, because I don't like to do an intro of people at the people, which is the Los Angeles, um, dot constitution, the intro okay. podcast intro of the people at the people by the people. Um, so we'll do it completely separate and let's just dive into, uh, Nomadland ish. Do it. Okay. Um, Great. 
I have many thoughts on this movie we'll get to afterwards because I don't want to I don't want to tread where the movie where your script is. So you just want us to start the scene? Well, let's cast it. And both of you haven't seen it. Right. Correct. I have not seen it at all. And we're not proud, but we just we just missed that one. Oh, well, it's okay. I I know we figured it was okay. I just remember the confusing clips coming from the Academy Awards and everyone just going, oh, amazing. Does anyone ever give you like a uh, trivia fact about the movie they think will blow your mind and then it doesn't in any capacity? But they're like very right. Okay, this is all people were telling me like afterwards. They're like, well, yeah, but, you know, a lot of the people in that weren't actually actors. And I was like, yeah, I could I, I could tell. (laughs) <laughs> we could all tell no yeah. one was like we got that <laughs> i wish they'd yeah. cast actors to portray these real people right yeah. exactly because yeah. that's the thing about actors is they're just so much better at acting like sound of metal real deaf people right. <laughs> yeah. like- you know, actually i did actually love that movie but um yeah we can um we've cast ourselves Great. is that okay anything oh, yeah anything <laughs> we brought in some actually we real people it. to portray Tommy them. Lee Jones, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones and Meryl Streep are just waiting in the wings. Um, and then I, there's just like one piece of stage direction that I can just read. Wonderful. I'm okay. excited to experience it all. Awesome. All right, here we go. Right. Fade in. Um, exterior, a dusty road in God knows where. Dusk. Teresa awkwardly ambles up the road with a slight limp. She was probably once attractive, but is covered with a layer of soot, asbestos, and cookie crumbs in her hair. Jonas, a seemingly principled pre-diabetic husky farmer, rushes out to greet her. Yeah, who are you? What do you want? Hey, why have you been parked for days in my driveway? I'm Teresa, and my mother called me Therese. I need to fix my flat in my RV. My RV just gave out on what I would not call a driveway. And your flies open. What? Ah, damn it. So what is it? Teresa or Therese? It's, ter- it's Teresa. Just, I don't have double layer all state or all whatever right. the hell people have. I gave up everything. All right. And I didn't know that an RV with all its room and space wouldn't have a spare. All right. Do you have a spare? Can you do from- me a favor and just back up a couple of spaces there? There. Thank you. A little bit of space. All state, huh? Yeah, I don't have all, all states. All states for shit. All American companies here for shit. All right, your fly came down again. I'm God. not comfortable. <laughs> Damn this fly. Okay, you know how to fix flies? No, I don't. Mm. I'm done taking care of men. I left my home, my husband, my doodle, my Fitness World subscription. I left really? it all. You got a Fitness World subscription? <laughs> you, don't, you don't got a Fitness World subscription. You don't have to lie it to me. It came to my house because I ordered nah. Dropbox Premium and they gave it to nah, me. I, I don't just... believe you. Do you like some... Uh, what? I don't know. Something smells funny. How dare you? I think it's your hair. You want some dry shampoo? I got plenty dry in the back. Dry shampoo? Hair doesn't need to be you washed. just spray it a little. Hair does, bodies don't, I don't. I don't know. Don't smell so good. Listen to me. I need you to come out, Mr. Farmer, and fix my spare or give me, I have to get going now. Why? Why? What do you got to do? What it's the none, hell have you been doing? None, you haven't been doing a lot. It's none of your beeswax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you got... A flat in your RV in my driveway. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have a phone because I'm off the grid. Oh, you're I off am the grid. On, every night I take myself to the edge of a cliff and I take out my butterfly journal and I do my morning paper. <laughs> but it's 
But for me, it's my evening pages. Oh, dear God in heaven. Yeah. That's from that yeah. book. I know that goddamn book, Julia Cameron or whatever her name it's is. It's the artist way. I, I, did, I did the no. artist way. No. And you know what it made me do? Made me yank out my IUD with my bare hands <laughs> and start eating Cool Ranch Doritos, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That right. Yeah. I like Doritos. They make me very gassy. Okay, I, they're I delicious. I can't. I, I'm so done with men. Can you give me a spare for my RV? Well, first, let Mister, me. Mister, what's your name? Ribby. You haven't asked for my name yet, but I'm going to tell you now. It's Ribby. Ribby, like ribbit? <laughs> no, not not like ribbit. Not like a frog. Ribby. Ribby. That's stupid. You, you ever met a, a Q-tip? Because you might have a little candle wax in those ears there. Well, hopefully you're not porn <laughs> comedian because that was you have not said. Anyway, forget it. Forget it. I'm I would ribbit. rather push they call it. me Ribbit. I Ribbit. I would rather push this RV myself than talk to you one more minute. Your fly came down again. Maybe if you ah, stopped wearing eleven year old boys Dockers and got yourself a real pair of pants. I haven't been able to keep and trap a woman. Mm. What? Trap? I haven't been in a relationship. Oh, fuck it. Jocelyn left me years ago, and I declared myself off the market forever. Well, you certainly don't have to declare it, because it's obvious. Oh, Ribster? Really? No, ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Because my ribs showed when I was young. When I was a youngin in South Bend, and Billy Duncan, he called me ribbit one day, and I didn't correct him, and it just, it stuck. And I don't, maybe don't look so ribbit right now, but that's my name. Okay, what I is think it? I even tried to change my name once to ribbit, but my stepmom, okay. she beat me. What is it about men that they think their stories are so interesting? <laughs> and I wanted to blow my brains out 29 minutes ago. Why don't you ask yourself, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? And does it need to be said by me right oh, now? Oh, God, that's from that damn book again, isn't it? That Julia Cameron. What? Oh, God, Listen, I hate it. No, that's from my Aunt Jazzy who shot her husband <laughs> and then ate his kneecaps as an appetizer. Dear God, Aunt Jazzy, she yeah. sounds like something special. <laughs> she was. Oh. I need a Where spare. the hell is she? Is she uh, in jail? She is in jail. She's in Sing Sing, and I need a spare. Okay, well, I might know a guy. Ooh. Well, hang on a second. God, you're a chatty Kathy. You talk a lot. <laughs> Whew. All right, there's a guy, Lucky Chucky. Lucky Chucky. <laughs> Lucky Chucky. He lives about 88 miles down yonder. Yeah. But I warn you, if you see him, he's. Mm, what? He's suffering. Something. Suffering with what? I can't really pronounce it or forget the name. What but, is it? What's wrong with uh, it? It's called bifida spina. Spina bifida? That's a childhood disease. That's right. He doesn't and have long to live. Not good. He doesn't look good. We get so depressed when we see him, we, we kicked him well, out of our pinochle game. Just call Lucky Chucky. Just please, please. I'm. I, I send a homing pigeon. Just, just can you? Can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? Yeah. Are you a prostitute? Because <laughs> I could use one right about now. Oh my God! You mean undervalued sex workers who keep our economy spinning and workable and pleasurable? No, I'm not. Well, that's disappointing. So what are you then? You a spy? God damn it! I need to get my RV fixed. Oh. It's the only thing I got. It's a Class B camper van with excellent towing capabilities and leather seating that, yes, yeah, smells like an old goat. And yeah, we couldn't quite fit it under the Mackinac fridge. But I'm here and I'm a woman. I am a woman who is searching into the deepest corners of her soul. And I'm my own archaeologist. And you think I give off a prostitute vibe? <laughs> well, you can take a flying leap, Mr. Ribby. Oh, my God. That is a mouthful. Teresa, Therese, Therese, Therese. Listen, I gotta admit, I'm taking a shine into you. 
Would you like to share some corn and cobbler with me tonight? Some specialty? What do you say? Could you please, God damn it, call Lucky Chucky to fix my RV so I can, I am a, I, I am a modest woman. This is not me trying to secure a book deal from HarperCollins for traversing the Western Plains and not spewing garbage on Instagram reels like a skanky jackass. I am Teresa, Olivia, Francesca, Mitchell, Silkowitz, and I will not be silenced. Listen here, Teresa, Olivia, Francesca, Mitchell, Slipowitz. You have to know something. This is the first conversation I've had with an actual woman in 16 years. It wasn't a prostitute. Well, you're not a terrible conversationalist, Ribby. I appreciate that. And I have to say, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm taking a shine in to you. Those, You've already said that. Those, uh, those gray eyes or beautiful gray, green, blue, whatever. What, uh, what color? Yeah, I, didn't uproot my, I didn't uproot my husband and family and house and subscription of Fishing World and Fitness World to be objectified by a guy who didn't even offer me a goddamn glass of room temp water. Um, you dry shampoo. Listen, it's the only thing I still have here from Joshua. Okay, I'm out. I'm out of here. You got a termite problem. What? And your thatch roof is, is about to cave in, you banana head, and away I go. What, my roof? Where'd she go? Teresa vanishes into thin air. Oh, my God, look at that. She was here a second ago. Now she's gone. (laughs) Just this dust and that strange smell of her hair, which now I miss. She wasn't a prostitute. Maybe she was just a dirty, magical, wandering ghost. I really wish she was a prostitute. Yeah. That's it. The end. The end. <laughs> sort of like a postcards from the edge slash Beetlejuice slash Nomadland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we were going to really, you know, Roper and Ebert, are they still like Roger's? Roper, Ebert, Ebert, and Rope, the movie critic. <laughs> oh my God. I think that's two people. <laughs> Roper Hebert. Okay. Roper Hebert. <laughs> I like the same time. Listen, I'm just trying to respect. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of, I, I mean, it's not, there might've been more dialogue in this than the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. That's what Larry was saying. He goes, you know, these people don't talk a lot. Um, it was a majority of Francis McDormand, uh, for someone who didn't talk a lot, also saying like the quippiest possible things a human being could possibly say <laughs> in a very good way. She's such a good actor. Um, right. But uh, a lot of that and then a lot of people sitting around fire sort of um, saying, yep, type of thing. Like, yeah, a lot of like yeah. Hank Hill talking sort of yeah. um, oh things. But I think. Kind of nailed it. Everyone sort of <laughs> a bunch of people who don't want to actually talk about anything that they're feeling sitting around and um, uh, talking about other things the entire time. Right. And right. Uh, then shots of uh, various horizons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, there's a lot to be imagined, I felt. And just they always say in Save the Cat, I feel like they were like, oh, is that a, a piece of magic in your movie? Yeah. So I was like, listen. <laughs> Literal or metaphorical. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, right. So it. I just kind of just, you know, no. that was oh, the odd sexual. My reference. dog heard me laughing and just came in and is staring at me now. Okay. Um, that was but, great. I loved it. I would prefer you guys take up two hours of my life to <laughs> that actual nomad land that I saw. And I'm not, I don't want to 
Didn't love it. Um, okay. I can't wait to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can't. I think we'll live tweet and I'll watch a Nomadland viewing now. I don't know. There's something about everyone who I've talked to who is a uh, parent liked it. Mm. And everyone who I've talked to who's not That's had varying views, I guess. Uh, there's no one who I think saw who was like, this is terrible. You know, it's, it's right, right. I love a movie where it's like you get the best actor on the planet to talk a lot. I'll watch that. Right. <laughs> and, and, and that's what's a wonderful thing. But um, I wish that we're, it had as We're much parents, and I magic. can pretty much say we're going to probably have a via, vehemently dislike it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, it just looked really depressing to me. And precious. It just had felt it had that precious quality. We're sure. For an Oscar, and I just get so turned off by that. Yeah, like, that okay. Moment. Then you, you are, you are, you, you sort of have your finger on the pulse of what the tone to it exactly felt like. Sometimes yeah. to me, and I'm not a uh, uh, smart movie. I don't. I'm not like eloquent. It just to me sometimes I'm like, yep, that's some of the problems there are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I wish you. Uh, I wish the most favorable thing in the movie wasn't Amazon's employment tactics like that's like what i came away thinking well they at least help some people out that's 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 not what i wish the most positive outlook from the movie was like at least at least two months a year they got paid nothing to to be in a warehouse right (laughs) i just remember enjoying someone's tweet that they were like wow they cleared out all the homeless people from the train station to give francis mcdormand an oscar for nomadland a movie about (laughs) homeless people like I thought that was pretty amazing. <laughs> There's it's definitely an unfortunate not it is definitely um um bait for exactly that. It mm-hmm. it felt a little bit like, well, she, come on. Remember her other movies? She's so good in her other ones and here look we have her talking to these people quietly. Let's give her in. And she's great. Right. Right. And yeah, I just, RVs are interesting. I mean, every time I just saw, I saw an RV, I saw sunsets and Grand Canyon and, and just her wistfully staring into the setting sun. And I was like, I bet you she's really good in this. Yeah. That's, like, I'd yeah. rather watch a documentary about Zion. That's what I said it should have been. Topo- like topography. Like, I'd rather learn about the Earth's layers. I would. Earth. I thought the whole movie should have just been a documentary if they were going to do the fake half yes, there you casting. Because yes. yes. you know what I would love? The people to... To ask, they don't have to tell me in some fake manner to move a fake story forward. If you want me to sympathize with people who feel left behind, it's not that hard for me to do it in this particular country at this particular time. Just let them talk at a camera. Right. Yes, exactly. We went to the big island in Hawaii. And I'll never forget, we, the, the tour guide, as they were as you as they're about as they're taking you to to the volcanic area it's like the only active you know volcano in hawaii you know the one on the big island anyway uh and they were like as you'll notice look around you these are people that all live off the grid like there's all kinds of people who are attracted to hawaii because the land's cheap especially in this area because there's so much lava flowing that you're not quite sure whether it's also lazy surfer methods. Yeah. Methods, whatever. But there are people that are like, I'm going to, you know, just live off the land. Yeah. They were like, and they they said, but you're not really quite sure this town's going to exist. You know, we don't know which way the lava is going to flow. 
Uh, but I was like, good for them. Good for those people for um, high stakes. It's high stakes. Living. Yeah. And then what, and then like, what it was like two years ago, it's like that blue bad over there. And uh, all those towns are gone. All those people live mm. off the grid. <laughs> They've had to move on the other mm. side of the lava flow. But uh, a good thing it didn't uproot your lost guest star. Yeah, my lost guest star. Yeah, my <laughs> lost guest star. <laughs> that was my first time in Hawaii. Yes. Well, good story, Larry. Well, no, it is. Was, that's like a small, they're just like circularly nomadic, where they're just stepping yeah. in front of the lava the entire yeah. time. And you're yeah, like, if exactly. you just went just right over there. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, it's not that hot. The ground's not that hot. <laughs> like um, when the lava's done, it makes a new, you're like, that's, yeah, that's 5,000 years. Right. You need but to give 5,000 years. Because of COVID, we're like, I'm going to Oregon off the grid and I'm yeah. going to be a peripatetic, roving yeah. person. I can't, bl- I can't blame them either because. Uh, we would have done better if one of us had done that. What? Yeah. In this relationship? <laughs> we, yeah, we would have done better. <laughs> okay. If somebody what? just. Yeah. I've had an inter- fun time watching uh, comedian friends during COVID figure out basic life things like survive, yeah. like where people are like, you guys aren't going to believe this. You can make food at home. I know. I know. Like eight months into COVID, they're like, yeah. all the circles on top of my oven are like uh, little ovens. Isn't that hilarious? That they're yeah. like, you can ladle soup. Someone like, makes bread. Yeah. We can make bread and paint rocks <laughs> and tie dye my little tank tops. Yeah. Did you know you can sew? And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know how, but I knew it was a thing. I just started unfollowing, though, unfollowing and de unfriending everyone who just would post their dinners like i was just like you should be shot in the head <laughs> i don't feel like you do that so i can say that but i was just like yeah. life's too short the dinner like, posting was strange i have to say it really took off yeah lot, it went it went of- from like a restaurant food which is prepared to look nice in a photo to <laughs> i don't think you plate this as well as you think you plate this yeah. this yeah. is green beans yeah your ex Benedict looks like a piece of shit. Like, I don't need to see this garbage. Well, it was also kind of like, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's a shutdown, but we're living high on the hog. But we're living. <laughs> yeah, that was some like, of the COVID silver linings were like, I'm exfoliating myself. And, and you're yeah. just like, oh my God, just walk over to Kaiser Permanente. You'll see yeah. some ventilators. We're like, all, look, we're all sneaking whatever joy and quiet we came from this, but I don't know if it's like a braggable. excitable right thing right and then and then all those motherfuckers who had merged like ripped out of the pandemic that's wild to me that is a tough i have even you know entertaining the idea of exercising that should have been the workout most people got like man i could get are those ab wheels real like that's like what i think that far is how far people could have gone just like yes yeah oh what's a kettlebell well, all right, I'm gonna lay down. Yeah, yeah, you just a little stretching and Super Mario Brothers and quiet yeah. farting. Like that's all we. I yeah. really need if, if someone really comes out of this, I you know what would be nice to come out of this. That would also be <laughs> awesome. Thing. Like we're like we're, that's <laughs> the truest thing that's been said in six months. We're seven months into me saying if anyone fin- came out of this looking dare, I'm like, well, I'm we're, gonna come out looking a lot older than the last time my friend saw me. Right. That's for sure. Yeah, because eight years. You're looking good, by. Kyle. Thank yeah. you. I mean, the whole, yeah, yeah, I've been working good. out. I've been exfoliating. Yeah, uh, you can tell there's some dermaplaning <laughs> and just some like facial massaging. Dermaplaning? Uh, He's got a beard on. He's got a beard. You can dermaplane in other spots. Oh, I've been God. having to look into dermaplaning. I have a brain surgery scar. I got brain surgery in May and I have a scar oh my on my goodness. forehead that's covered up and then one on my back. And no, they're like, uh, have you looked into uh, dermaplaning? I'm like, you know, I didn't really look into much after brain surgery. 
I wasn't like, uh, what's my cosmetic recovery schedule? <laughs> but uh, I'll get into it. I'm sure Oscar will be thrilled. Wow. So, oh so glad you emerged better than wow. ever from your Thanks. surgery, my friend. Thank you. Wow. Well, if you can wow. see. Now, it is kind of like going away, actually. I don't. It looked like it looked like a big. Thin, it looked thin. like a big T. I have one in the back of my head that's way bigger from where they actually cut into it. But it. Wow. For, this was wow. like they tie you down, so you don't oh. move, and then they, it is a big cross on your forehead for wow. a while, which is not a fun um, scar. You know what I mean? People like yeah. give you like Manson looks and things. I like have that. a similar scar. I. I mean, I feel like we have an intimate vibe going right now. We're opening up. I. Yeah. I got some house cleaning on my breasts had a little breast lift and i had the exact same scar but it's fading but he yeah. hasn't seen it yet because breasts and brains i don't know if there's a real <laughs> real correlation but mine was cosmetic to too the the I'm brain was yeah i got my my brain was too small and so i had to put in a little <laughs> my they, breasts were too saggy <laughs> yeah you get you get cosmetic brain surgery is like a <laughs> thing i'm actually excited to look up and see if it's real like they someone gets an mri and they're looking at the mri they're like that's what it looks like in there <laughs> can I like, can I, a little symmetrical would be nice, you know? Sure, sure. No, it's the battle scars. Your romantic partners will dig that. Yeah, that's what they say. And then they see it. Um, <laughs> but I heard the, the the head heals well, though. Yeah. It, everyone's been giving me, I keep hitting the timeline dates where people have told me it will look better. And then they keep put like kicking the can down the road a little bit until now. People are like, I had a scar and, or I got surgery and look, it's only been 12 years and you can barely see it. I'm like, that's okay. That's I was told yeah. like three months, but we'll be all right. There's well, nothing posted. My brother's a world renowned neurologist. So keep my info. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I became a fledgling mom blogging comic. But my brother is like <laughs> traversing the world, giving talks in Berlin on the cerebellum and the MRI. <laughs> yeah, it's weird when you talk to people whose jobs are the joke jobs you use as a joke example. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, like oh, you actually are a brain surgeon? Like, yeah. that can't be how simple it is. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't have got that. That's and he sounds kind of like a stoner weirdo when you talk to him. Like, he actually doesn't even sound that smart, but he, like, invented a new MRI and doing a top secret <laughs> study for, like, veterans. It's fun to talk to someone who invented an MRI that's chill. <laughs> yes. Hey, so, yeah. but I don't ask him anymore for any kind of medical advice because he knows too much, you know, because he'll I'll be like, yeah, I, my back's feeling a little, little tight these days. And he's like, really? Uh... And he goes, what kind of blood do you have? Or something like that. I'll yeah. be like, oh, And he'll hey. immediately go to like, he's dying like, and needs to be checked out right away. Or he'll, be like, or he'll just go, dude, that's not good. I'm like, I, you know, that's not, that's like a surfer response. To, right. <laughs> but right. there's always an implication there, you know, because he has access to like a different Google than we do. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's this really scary medical Google. I know, yeah. he is like scary Google. But he did tell me, though, he sits in the ICU, though, and they come in, like, they'll come in, and if he's doing his shift, right, and he he's doing general medicine in the ICU, because he's really a neurologist, but they'll come in with, like, a condition, and he'll go, okay, those bumps on your head are kind of weird, and that rash, I'll be right back. And he says, they go in the back room, and he goes, he, like, does the, sure. the Google. <laughs> I he would, goes, uh, yeah, I'm going, okay, I, I think I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least they if you, as long as they Never know how to interpret Google. I had right. this thing called trigeminal neuralgia and it was I got a it was like a big exploding nerve in my head and um 
Oh, it was like I had all this other stuff done, like dental work and this and that and this. And then legitimately, my girlfriend Googling it, found it. And I'm these one of these people who's like, please let doctors be doctors. Yeah. You know so what I mean? We don't got to go totally. in with what you web MD. Totally. And totally. then I went in finally with that to like a urgent care when it was really bad. And I was like, well, she Googled, it could be this. And they're like, Ooh, that's interesting. And then that's what it was. <laughs> this thing that like 5,000 people ever get and 99% are women over 50. So they just avoided ever thinking I could have this thing. And then from there, that's what led to getting it all fixed. And almost wow. you don't want the just random Googling to work because totally. then it, it like, uh, um, makes them want to do that. You know what I mean? It's not a healthy thing to be like, I'm actually the doctor on Google and, right. and, and, but it did work and she yeah. was. Thank God for your girlfriend. You're still with her. You yes. Thank her. Legally. I have to be until all the medical bills. Is she in the back? Off. Is she in the closet? No, <laughs> she is. She's Googling. I have this thing on my foot. Right. She's Googling my ganglion cyst and being right. like, that's actually not a ganglion cyst. <laughs> She's a keeper. She's a yeah. keeper. Yeah. Larry is that Irishy nostalgia. Like everyone just lock it down and marry. So he's probably thinking right now. He wants you to propose. Well, she's not here now, <laughs> um, but the dog is. So I'll have him pass along the message. Okay, very good. That's right. You're very a young good. man. Take your time. Yeah, you're a young man. But Carl. she does sound like a keeper. Yeah. I'm into her. I'm into her. <laughs> it's a, there is a debt looming when right? you're like, well, yeah, you did save my life. And find out I had suicide disease. So right? like, yeah, I, I do. I'll help you carry the shelves. Don't, everyone's got a Rolodex and a scorecard. I mean, yeah, I sure. have not been even thanked for paying off his college loans. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know, some things you should, should say on a podcast. We'll edit that out. All right. I'm going to start the recording. Um, <laughs> Okay, let's run I, the I script. I feel like I'm trying to. Don't you want us to be provocative? <laughs> That's not provocative. Yeah, it's provocative. <laughs> no, there's nothing funny about that or provocative. I want I want people to know that women are carrying the man sometimes. Yeah, she just didn't want to take on my debt when I married her, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "You want to get rid of this?" I went, "Sure, let's get rid of it." I saw <laughs> some like a uh, a video where someone was complaining. They were like, "Could could a man could." Men, could you possibly be with your woman if she made more money than you? And I sent to my girlfriend, I was like, I, I hope if she doesn't, we are fucked. Like, if it's like, <laughs> if you double yeah. what I have, yeah. I don't have the computer that you're doing this on. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. From a pure and number Larry standpoint. Larry would, would have to cancel his Dropbox subscription without me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that made its way into the script, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could, some of the, imp some of the improvised, people won't know listening, heavily improvised on a lot of the small details. Um, <laughs> I think I took out, out Dropbox and that was when I, yeah, I thought, you're right. I should have trusted my instinct. Kept you just riffed right through the notes and the changes. Editors yeah. hate that. He he fucking put the fear of God in me about what I did to the script. So he just he takes this very seriously. So and I do too. If someone if act, the actual movie Nomadland had listened to the notes, there should be a story. We would all be better off. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my instead God, of just like you know, these people are even sadder than when we started. And I was like, I bet they are because uh, yeah, I would love to see some legislation passed. Oh my God! Right? But not a, not a lot of DC shots and um, random Arizona reservation. Right. Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. I figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon. 
Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there, May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleairs.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleairs.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. Oh, my God. Fingers crossed for Nomadland 2. <laughs> <laughs> they all get they all get houses or, or tiny houses yeah they, it'll they, be they, no- do a fusion with that reality show tiny teeny tiny houses oh they, they all get tiny, tiny, houses, tiny houses or someone wins a lottery and then just gives everybody a million dollars that's not exciting yeah that's, yeah. yeah that's why that's, you're not a, that's why you're not a story editor that's what everybody's dreaming about in vegas and most of no man most i always felt so like there's a lot of people i'm 33 and there's a lot of people like i know around my age who are like, look at our, here's a tour of our tiny house. And they show like their box and yeah. like, you've been tricked yeah. into thinking that it's like, it's okay, but you've been tricked into thinking like, this is a, uh, um, it. Right. And, and, and it's like, you've been differently marketed than I guess my parents' generation who yeah. homes were much different costs and more attainable. And now they've been like, no, homes are attainable. It is a storage compartment. And, right. but the cool part is check it out. It looks like a, but we have a barn door for your, like right. it opened. Right. Like this, we've just been marketed. This is diff- This isn't right. And, but they, people like, but it looks cool on my Instagram and I can like show these. Did you know my desk actually is a hot plate? And so I can't right. put my computer on it because it kills my son. And you're like, oh, none of this is right. Yeah. But everyone's been sort of like tricked and marketed into thinking that less is okay. Not less, but like that is okay. Instead of being like, maybe we should fight for homes to be attainable. Yeah. It's, it's okay to have to minimum wage jobs or three jobs at once. So that you can barely pay your rent. And they have the torture basement on Wilcox, but outside they're like paying a lease for a Maserati, like just so they can, you know what I mean? There's just such a weird thing. It's just the, we've reformed, you know, I, I don't know if there was like ever really an American dream that was universally available for everybody, but now it's been like completely reformed to, uh, um, you know, I see all, it's cool to live in vans. Sure. And like, you can do this. Don't you want to be able to drive? Like, I guess no, that is sort of the heart of no, I, no, I don't even, I don't even know what the moral of nomad land was. Was it okay? Was it okay? Yeah. There were a lot of people who were like, I like this and I'm listening to them say it. And I don't know if they like it. Or if they just didn't feel like anything else was possible and they wanted to live, like, what's the most where you can live comfortable? And for some people, that was just like an RV. And, and they just, I don't know. It sucks. Listen, I've had friends that say, listen, for the amount of money I'm paying for my rent, I could get an RV and I could be driving around LA. And I was like, dude, do not do that. Because there's no going back. You know what I mean? Once you go to the RV, 
you know, then then it's that it's it's our basically com- a Chris Farley model. No, our computer you know? consultant was like, I'm still reachable, but I'm in my RV for a year. Yes. <laughs> and like, I was no, like, there's nothing. I feel good like about people do it to be able to say it. It's no. like being dairy free. Like they just yeah. want to be able to say it's it. It's the steps that you take before you blow your brains out. I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> I always, end, like I mean, it's like that movie, Emil Hirsch. Like, what is it? I'm into in the wild. wild. <laughs> And yeah. eaten by a bear and he's just so he's he was just a fucking undiagnosed alcoholic fucking I like, think he just eats a poisonous berry because he reads oh, his yeah. book wrong he's and that was the wrong there's a lot of like uh um suffering that has been romanticized yes. um by extremely rich people to make people feel okay yes. not uh getting by yes. and yeah. I don't this not I'm not the military is another one of them. Mm. I have a lot of, it's like, uh, I saw like some commercial for the army that has been sitting with me where they like, look like superhero, like Dr. St- like they're like doing like super literal superhero things. It's like, are you going to be the iron man in the army or the doctor? Str- it's like none of them. Cause Dr. <laughs> Strange didn't just have to run down a tarmac in Afghanistan and jump. Like yeah. none of them are that, but it's yeah. like, they're, yeah. they're romanticizing yeah. like, uh, uh, populist necessary poor exactly. things. Exactly. It's like yeah. this weird curated hobby of the rich. Yeah, they're like, come like, come join the army. We'll t- we'll take care of your student loans. Uh you'll get ripped mm-hmm. and you'll come out with uh adventure and you'll meet you'll be really sexy. Right. You and- love Call of Duty, right? Like you love <laughs> this. It's like it's like that's sort of like it feels very like a uh, poor right. predatory, which a lot of things are. Yeah, um, of course. And I'm not even I have love for people who do serve in the military. I oh, just yeah, think like the, the the marketing and things behind it recently, maybe it's just me getting older and noticing is like, it's like you're tricking someone into a loan. You yeah. are, you actually are. That's exactly it. I mean, that's one reason why a lot of those recruiters show up in at high schools, you know, yeah. because people are getting out of high school. They're like, I have no clue what to do with my life. I have no money. They're like, well, here's, they'll go, I'll give you $21,000 today in your checking account. How does that sound? I was you debating know? going And of course, in. they're going to have yeah. to take it, you know, they're going to have to take it because they're struggling. Yeah. And uh, little do they know that it's not so sexy and uh, having to pay for your government's mistakes by not being able to say no, essentially, you kind of signed yeah. away your life before. You there was they wouldn't have yeah. accepted you into the army, by the way. <laughs> They a hundred percent would be like, we don't. You're we are. They tried. Them. They tried to get. I remember the recruiters used to call me at you? home. Yes, they did. A, th- a musical theater actor. Yeah, and I told him, I said, dude, I'm an actor. I was 18. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get into acting. And he goes, We have a great theater department. In the <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Man, like, you should. The, the recruiters should go there for a few days. Then <laughs> he's like, right. No, at it's the good. Wal- Walter Reed Hospital. There's skit night, and <laughs> no, you can put like, a company in. A, he's like, We have Fool a for full, Love. Some Sam Shepard. Film yeah. and television part of the armed forces. I was like, Okay, you're, it's a bunch of bullshit. Right. But okay. At your right. peak, uh, you can join the part of the army that reads scripts and approves whether or not helicopters are allowed to be in them. Yeah, they're like Black Hawk Down. You can turn it into a short film for NYU. Uh, except it's real. We can, make, <laughs> we can make any of the movies where America saves the world. Don't Google what they're based on. Don't Google uh, it. Uh, it's I don't. I, yeah, it's all been that's. Sort of, I feel similar about all that sort of stuff. Where I'm like, you're just packaging and selling. Yeah. The sad poverty is like the only idea yeah and really i would just love it if we all had uh health care 
Uh, yeah. That's all yeah. it comes down to. It's <laughs> just healthcare. Just like, and, 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 take a little bit of defense budget and put it towards health And maybe just un, little bit. universal yeah. pre-K. I don't know. Maybe give moms a fucking break because they I have, uh, more than I anyone. Up, yeah. I grew up like, in Kansas City and we go to like the football games and the baseball games and they just circle um, B-2 bombers and, and fighter jets over the stadium before the game. And they're like, and, and I talked to some people who are really in the know and they're like, well, you have to use them uh, because otherwise, you know, you have to fly them, blah, blah, blah. They need work. They're a mechanical device. And the, I'm just like, but what if we just had two less and like everyone uh, could go to the doctor? It would be so yeah. tight. Right. Or like, right. what if my right. sister yeah. wasn't using Literally. a GoFundMe for Literally. school supplies for second graders? Yeah. Uh, exactly. It would be so tight. My yeah. thing is like, why are we developing new jets right now when we have drones? We don't need to <laughs> throw anybody up in the air anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't no. need pilots. The drones are notoriously effective. Uh, administration after administration lets me know that the drones work really well. Yeah, one less jet, and maybe I don't know, healthier food in the lunchroom. Would love it. Oh, kids. don't you come for that square oh, pizza? Michelle, or you're uh, Michelle Obama <laughs> sent me here, and I am in like a, a very riled up, um, as a lot of people are, and people listening whatever i don't care if you get upset that we're not talking about nomad land anymore <laughs> um, my sister's a second grade teacher in missouri and there's a lot of if i every time i see footage of someone at a school board meeting yelling about masks it makes me want to quit my entire life and find that person yes. and ruin their day yes and nothing has like make made me that yes uh, everyone is at their end right now and this stuff is so upsetting to me and they're like just to watch it i'm like and now she's got to go back and teach in a classroom with kids. And, you know, Missouri is like a massive shit show right now, represented by the worst politicians in the entire country, which is hard to have. And I'm just like, it all makes me so frustrated. And everyone has been told a lie. And they're like, there is no. I just want to scream at them. There is no freedom anymore. You got a cell phone. We know everything about you. You have uh, yes. this. The bald eagle is a fake thing that you have been sold. And you think yeah. like having a decal is OK. That's that's it. You, it is all fake. Please just wear a mask so my sister doesn't die. Like, that's where I'm at. And I get so upset. And this movie, which I watched last year when it was like, I think this was last year, like last one of the few oscar movies I watched. And I was like, no, no, they're all just doing the fake thing. Because there's like five, there's like 10 people with all the money. And these people live right. in a field and have convinced themselves it's okay. And maybe you can you tell yourself a lie long enough that you find some solace in it. And I hope they do. And I hope yeah. people do because there you have one life and all this time is going by. And so I hope these people who are living in RVs love it because it's all they have going on. I I hope you're having a good time off the grid, but you know what you should have access to education and healthcare. You don't have to, the, 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 you never see the statistics that, that doctors without borders, you know, that, that, Mm -hmm. that they used to go to all third world countries. Well, they said that last time, the last five years, we've been the worst country. We've been just as bad as any third world country. The number of people that are lining up for free medical care and, and they go to various cities, they line up this three miles long and they give you free everything mm-hmm. just for the weekend. And uh, they can't take care of everybody. These people are showing up and these are hardworking people who are very much like the people in, in nomad land who have had to give up whatever so that they have to give up their teeth taking care of the teeth so their kid can, I don't know, get an operation or get their insulin for the diabetes, you know, and, uh, and so they haven't worked on their, you know, rotting teeth, you know, so they show up at you know, doctors without borders and they're like, you know, 
taking care of their, you know, pulling the pulling the teeth out of their head. And this is ridiculous. It's in America. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we have way too much uh, affluence and uh, in this in this country, we're a rich country, and we easily can take care of our own. But we don't look at that as um, we're the only well, Western country that doesn't I also think really we've never that. been in such a selfish, self-obsessed, self-serving flashpoint in time with just emblematic of like the mass thing you're talking mm-hmm. about. Because it's like our, my we know this guy, Justin Canoe. I don't know if you saw him give his speech in Nashville or he ran for Congress and he was like, I told my kid to wear a mask. Because that's what we do to protect other people. You know what I mean? And it was like, he was crying. It was like this thing that was like, it's like, it's not about you. It's like other people. And it's like. But you're taking it's, care of getting, taking away my freedom and my but, kids can't breathe oxygen. But I totally hear you. I mean, it's like nothing more <laughs> infuriating that it's like, it's just said like. And I asked my dad, I was like, was this something in pol- with polio that people wouldn't get the fucking vaccine? And he's like, no, a lot of times because you'd see the kids who had polio would be much more in front of your face. And I feel like people yeah. just put these blinders on. It's like we need uh, comically large iron lungs again. <laughs> Yeah, for people like we need yeah. what like the iron lungs from like a Looney Tunes cartoon, Literally. like a Tom and Jerry iron lung, or like from like yeah, from yeah. the Jetsons yeah. for people to be like, I guess I'll wear my mask in CVS because what does happen is then someone dies and everyone around that person is like, actually, we should all be getting this and be doing this, and you're like, yeah, if only everyone had been saying that the whole time, and until it affected you in such an immediate way, if only you didn't need like to be punched in the face to have empathy or something like that. Right, right, exactly. It's all very frustrating. I, I, I say that it's, to Larry. It's beyond frustrating yeah. it is, to me, it is, it is, uh, the, the, our entire society is cracking. It is just falling we're apart at out. its foundation. We're, bottom, we're bottoming out. And you, 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 it, it's beyond frustrating because you, it's, there's no end to this because it isn't like knowledge is going to change it. Like the, the people have knowledge. Well, I think the conspiracy theorists are changing. Republican. They just, all, they just all have to die. Like, which is no, and that's not going to happen. Either. Well, yeah, I think like, we keep, I think every generation has thought that that would happen. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Because for, yeah. for all time, 18 to 34 year olds have voted progressive. Right. Forever. And right. then forever, everyone has said, but when they're 50. Yep. And then they've got that way. And it's sort of like, how people are with music where you quit finding new bands mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. age, people are like that with ideas. Yep. And every once in a while, they'll be like, I like that idea, but I'm going to go back and listen to the 10 I grew up with. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go back to Scarlet Begonias, right. but maybe not give the other a chance. I just Where's have always very optimistically yeah. thought that um, every generation would, you know, every, every generation also thinks every other one, but them is dumb. Yes. And I've always been like an advocate of like, Everyone has to be getting smarter. You have to be because you have to want that. And now that idea, which is like a core of my being, is kind of crumbling. And it's been very tough to deal with. I have very much resisted like this is the dumbest time. Everyone is dumber. And I am like, it's like a reckoning I'm having with myself to be like, it's a combination of people willingly not wanting to change things. I think people are resistant to that. And maybe there's so much more information out there that it's more apparent when people resist it. Versus like if someone just didn't read a newspaper, I don't know. And also people are being tricked constantly. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, I ne- think we never all have, have we had so much access to information yet. 
it's not being absorbed or it's well, there's just, so much false information yeah. everywhere. And everyone thinks they're their yeah. own little nation state or private newscaster, just like vomiting up little sound bites for everybody. And it's all just literally just so to get likes. Yeah. The whole thing is just siphoned to just like me, like me, like me, noticing me, notice me because well, my rageaholic dad didn't. And, and the propaganda that can, that, that is spewed out there, especially with the anti-vaccine stuff it's so easy to appeal to people's fears because uh, that is just endemic in us as humans. Or and that we're being controlled. It's the yes, that too. That that, but that's a part be- of the fear. You know, you, right. that's the fear of the big brother, fear, whatever to put in your arm. The COVID's not real. I had this guy, he's very smart. You know, he's from Florida. I was talking to him two weeks ago and he was like, Larry, don't you understand? He's a, you know, anti, he's actually a pro-vaxxer guy, but uh, he was like saying he was still, like a Trumper. And he was like, listen, everything you're learning is wrong. You know, everything in the media is wrong. Everything. And I was like, he goes, I go, what about all the people that are dying of COVID? He goes, that's not happening. Is this a Facebook thread? No, this was live when I did it with my buddy. Why are you even talking to someone like this? Because I had to be at his house. <laughs> anyway, I was going <laughs> to his house. Why are you <laughs> I was house? helping him run lines. He's well, you actor. shouldn't run lines with someone like that. But anyway. Sorry, he, Kyle. I, We're but, making him into but, our but therapist no, again. But here's the thing is I didn't get upset and I hung in there with him and I was saying, so you, so I really tried to fi- follow his logic. You I can. said, you don't think these hospitals are filling up with bodies. And he goes, no, that's all fake. But that's like people who deny the Holocaust. It's like the people are living in a separate reality. And like Kyle was saying, it's infuriating to the core, but I also can't lose my own sense. Like I just have to, you know, we can do God's work in other ways. It is. um, It is absolutely. It is infuriating and tough. (laughs) I want to help. I want to do this. I want to do that. Two seconds into a conversation. I actually just want to recluse and lay down and watch something that has nothing has made me more excited entertainment wise then i i just start i just got into that show succession and oh, yeah, i great. watched it all in like three days and i'm like yeah. this is perfect this is exactly what i want and then i saw a headline that was like succession doesn't talk about covid in the new season because it doesn't exist for rich people and i read that and i was like oh, thank god like, I'm like <laughs> i don't want to turn that show on and like i'm like this is my complete escapism thank you and they're not wrong you know what i mean it would never right, come up and right. or affect their life in any way except getting the best possible care like the rich People who did you watch Succession with your girlfriend? I watched it all alone on the couch. <laughs> I had a feeling you didn't involve her. I had a feeling, and I she doesn't she like shows like, where she can't root for anyone. She could so, root for Shiv. I feel like she'd like Shiv. I don't know. Everyone's pretty despicable. Shiv? They're all pretty despicable in that show, right? It's, it's like she. What, what happened is she would start out rooting for this. Is okay. Succession spoilers. She would start out rooting for Shiv because Shiv is here trying to do this admirable thing and work for this politician. Definitely not modeled after any modern American politicians <laughs> from Vermont. And no, no um, similitude at all. Yeah. And uh, and then when you know Shiv obviously just goes for a rich money grab at some point, she would get upset. Like what is happening? She's currently watching Ozark and um, <laughs> watching watching the characters she rooted for devolve into being the worst, most selfish characters and watching her get upset that she's invested time. And in it has been honestly the television show for me. Yeah, it's weird. The more Machiavellian Shiv got, the more sexually attracted I was to her. <laughs> I just need a little bit more of Shiv. Like, I just want to take a little bit more because I have like. But I had the same problem with Ozarks. There's no one to root for. In I love Ozark. how you always call it Ozarks. It's just Ozark. Ozark. Okay. Ozark. Okay. Easy. Easy. <laughs> there really uh, isn't even like, I don't know, they're kids. 
And then I can't back here like, come on, where's the three minutes of the kid? The kids are just as bad. He's jerking off reading Beowulf and she's like trying to fuck someone on a dock. No, I thought the kids were so annoying. But they're they're all all like murderers. Like everyone's a murderer. But it was enjoyable. It was good TV. It kept our marriage together. Bad and Call My Agent. We like Call My Agent a lot. Yeah, have you seen that? Call My Agent? Your girlfriend would love it. Yeah. French. Because yeah, there's a French nice person in it. We're a lofty couple. There's a lot we of watch nice series people. with subtitles. I watch English stuff with subtitles on, so <laughs> that's all right. Right. What we? Oh, because we watched The Crown, and I was like, I gotta turn the subtitles on. That oh, has also God. been a bizarre. That show is good at making me root for. And I'm like, oh, this entity is evil. The I hate the whole idea of this thing. It's like the Diana, the Diana. Never season. made. We didn't make it that far. The recasting. <gasps> oh the my best. God. It's the best season. Okay. The recasting was rough for me, even though they're all good at acting. You're I rough. don't know. I, You're like, rough. Philip, they recast Philip and he went from like having charm to being like a, a melted candle. And um, I, I had a, from between seasons two and three, I think. Right, right. And they made them all much older. And then only one year went by. And I was like, they, what happened that summer? Like. Uh, Kennedy got killed and they were young. And then in the fall, they were all 55 or 60. But when right. were their 40s? Right. Like, what happened? They went through, like, Bay of Pigs and Tiananmen Square. Right. <laughs> like, it also has made me feel very um, dumb because I'm, like, watching and I'm like, I wonder if this stuff really happened. They're like, did you know this giant thing happened with the in Egypt? And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Wait, I have no idea. I have yeah. no idea this thing idea. that, like, seems idea. to still influence... Like, no, but the like British politics to this was, day was wonderful. I mean, I thought it was, yeah. Okay. Yes, most of it's true. I mean, yeah. well, then again, I think that there's been a lot of pushback. Well, that's why you can watch family. at the end where they're like, this is what really happened. So then you can feel smart again. Yeah. yeah. yeah you haven't seen the one where the guy breaks into the, the royal. The, Don't the, do the spoiler alert. It's real I mean, life. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the guy that broke into uh, the palace? Do you remember that story? Okay, well, that happens in season four. Don't say anything okay. more. I'm just saying that's yeah. actual news. And I do remember this. Insane. I remember this happening, but they do a whole episode on it. The guy, like the guy literally, literally into Buckingham Palace. broke in it. and he was staring at the queen mother in her bedroom. In her bedroom and he's like, hello, governess. Which is every woman's nightmare is just a man looming she's over like, her uh, being like, hello, fielding. She, she's, she's surrounded by the royal guards, the best security. Yeah. In the this, world. And this guy literally broke in. To the and he did it twice. He mounted the spikes. There were spikes, and he mounted. He them. did it twice. Oh, anyway, man. the episode is fascinating. That's what the show should be about. That guy. How do you get so agile? Right. I want to know exactly why have you been doing decathlons and bathing? <laughs> when you, when you see that episode. <laughs> it is funny. The one like very. Uh, it's a good show, and the thing I really love is like how often they're like. What if everyone realizes we're completely pointless? Like everything is like okay. We only cost eighty million dollars a year. What if everyone realizes this is stupid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they have yeah. to spend a whole time. It's like a, almost like a sitcom. Every episode is like this formulaic thing where they're like, what do we do to exist? Right. Uh, right. Yeah. right. I guess we'll have to leave this dining room and go to that one. These existential questions. Of yeah. Sartre. It's kind of like a like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> right. I, well, I say, see, I say Sartre and he says Seinfeld. So you see why we have problems. <laughs> <laughs> or why we're opposites. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. You know, opposites right. attract, yeah. you know, like Velcro. Sure. It's <laughs> just like Velcro. Yeah. I'm uh, no Velcro. one knows how it works. <laughs> and it made one guy rich. Yeah, exactly. But uh, 
Did we? Uh, take, did, why don't you did, let him do it? Uh, he's running him. the podcast. Stop uh, with your control issues. <laughs> I think it's we're really almost annoying. done, and I Every feel podcast good. podcast we go on, like he'll insert, and I'm like, it's not your job. I'm just going to. It's not your job. He'll do the engineer. But listen, job. you railroad so much, you don't have to worry about. Me I don't railroad. I'm. I'm you here. are railing with your buzzsaw voice in my left ear. <laughs> he says that my voice sounds like an Israeli air raid siren. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just keeps cutting through. Well, you know what? <laughs> Maybe it's you like got- an Israeli air raid siren where just some nations don't acknowledge it. <laughs> or think it's like a sweet lullaby. <laughs> oh, my God. You do, why don't you deal with your rosacea? Okay, now that sounds like we're in a Price is Right commercial, like a commercial that comes on during that. That's been a part of me uh, um, getting older is noticing more ads for daytime television are targeted for things I like. By the way, you're lucky we like you so much because every time I hear you say we're I'm getting older, Larry has is having a like a nervous breakdown. But we're always all getting older, you know, I don't mean I'm I'm, I don't feel like necessarily old. I just am like uh, uh, you're years are accruing like everyone years are accruing. You know, it's all I, it happens sometimes. My girlfriend's older than me and Ooh. it's fun to be like, I'm almost the age she was when we met. That's a fun thing to talk about. She oh, really likes it. That is really fun. Like, hey, next time I have a new birthday, I'll be the age you were when you had a birthday when we first met. And it's like a couple of years into knowing each other. And she hates that math. Um, it's not fun. math. I can tell that you're a Virgo. Um, I'm a Gemini. Me too. Yeah. June. <laughs> Ninth. Eighth. Oh, so look at that. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I'm going to run away with Kyle. <laughs> I can't run. Um, saying, I don't think you would have given him that diagnosis. No. She would right, have went, stop true. complaining. Stop. Complaining. <laughs> Get another tooth removed. I had two removed to try and take care of an issue that oh had nothing God. to do with teeth. Thank if God only there was a help. There's going to be, it's, it's going to be a 50 50 split of people being like, Kyle's doing that thing he does. And then everyone else being like, I turned it off because Kyle's doing that thing he does where I'm like, ah. no matter what move I have this. Okay. We'll make this about <laughs> movies and TV and then it'll be over. It is hard to watch movies and TV. Does it feel different watching them now than it did like six years ago? I think so. some, I, I have a hard time. Sense, Veep was like my favorite television show of all time. What I was? think it, Veep, Veep. Veep was great. Yeah. I love that show. I think it's the funniest thing that has ever been made. Mm. And now two minutes in, you're like, why aren't they all yelling about Trump? Like, it's very hard. It is anytime something like exists outside. You used to be able to exist outside of like the current political state, I guess. And mm. now I have a tough time like consuming things where I'm like, like, that's funny that Succession put the thing out where they're like, nah, rich people wouldn't deal with this. I'm like, oh, okay. At least they said, you know, it's I have a, I have a, a harder time bad. watching things now where there's not people upset about the implications of um, the world. <laughs> But when I see large groups or parties happening now on TV shows, I'm like, why aren't you wearing masks? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's not safe. Right. But it, <laughs> it does feel it's weird. It's been sort of desensitized or it's just like our purview has shifted. I mean, I don't know. We just love seeing things that are just so antithetical to L.A. and not watching like 26-year-old vaping hipsters scissor each other in an infinity pool in the hills. Sure. And we just yeah. want to watch, I don't know, Starstruck. <laughs> yeah, I I imagine. You had me until you said it was in the hills. Then I'm like, ah, you know, because it's I like then it. looking for the parking is so That's tough. What I do. And it's I like, sabotage myself at the end. <laughs> I have them and then I just go. I like when you have an idea and you push the idea until no one about except you wants the idea anymore. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like funnel everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much 
uh, stuff to watch on TV now that you really start to have to wonder. I mean, for me, what happens to me is I get depressed thinking about all the things I could be watching. And then and also that you weren't in it. You always have that, the actor thing. He's like, why didn't I audition for this? Why true. didn't I go out for this? Like, oh, why yeah. wasn't I wasn't like Tuco's cousin in Breaking yeah, Bad, that, you know, like that, that, that would have been a good role. Yeah. Yeah. Tuco's cousin. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. But uh, it's just you going. It's just you the whole time going by marriage. (laughs) That's so funny. I married him. (laughs) Instead, he's the the airport cop, you know, in succession. (laughs) Just joking. But anyway, there's so many things to watch and you start to be like, wow, I could binge all the things I'm supposed to watch or I'm supposed to like, but you only have so much time in your day. Well, no, and you're never going to read all the book, the book. Yeah, yeah. Like don't even books, get, I, I stopped reading the rest of when your I life. married him. And all the other things you're supposed to be doing, but I'm supposed to be sitting and watching, you know, 13 hours or 14 hours of the show. Um, there's only so much time you have. And so a lot of times I just get a little depressed and I would just wind up watching a documentary. No, and then he I, just yeah. checks out and plays words with friends. No, but I like documentaries. 12-year-old in Sweden. The like, documentaries <laughs> are like over, you know, We're very hours. into ESPN's 30 for 30 because yeah. we can Those feel Those are inspired. nice. Aren't those you, great? They're like... It, you can you can kind of tune out. It is sort of it exists in the world you yeah. knew or know or remember, um, but it doesn't feel like uh, heavy because it's yeah. also still like the escapism of a sport. Totally, it's a perfect soundbite, a moose bouche. And then I listen. I'm a fan of Christian Leitner. I love that guy, and I sure. got to learn about him. <laughs> and he's excited because you're saying his name wherever he's at right now. He's sort of like just <laughs> sat up straight, or his ears tangled a little bit, or something. Yeah, I like I'm those. Lindsay Vaughn, Lindsay yeah. Vaughn, Christian Leitner, I'm available. I've yeah. been like four, four or five hours into you just the weight of like I see people posting now. They're like, I got to read Dune before I watch it, and I'm like, I can't. You don't have to Are do any of it. Kidding me? What if, if you don't spend nine years reading it, then you don't and you don't watch the movie. I don't yeah. know. I don't, yeah. I'm sure the hot kid walks across sand and I'm sure it's good. It's just a lot. And then everyone's reading it. They're like, do I, I hate this, but I'm on page 800. That way I can watch the movie. And I'm like, it's- yeah. you think I've cracked the goldfinch? No, it will come out and I'll fucking watch it. I, think, I don't need to. I think that's it. the equivalent of taking pictures of your food. Oh, and, and put nice it on callback. Yeah. Call yeah. back, Larry. I am going to edit out that first part. So like, the callback you know won't play. Don't, don't tell me what you're reading. You know what I mean? Just stop it. <laughs> just, just stop it. You don't think you've done some virtue signaling? In life yeah. or you, online? You've had, you spot it, you got it. You've done versions of that. Oh, uh, the, the fact that I that I feed the homeless every Sunday? Yes. And you t- always. And guess what? I've gotten more families to help us feed. feed Maybe skip feed a week. You homeless. don't always have to publicize. Me, <laughs> just fucking skip a week. I've got 10 other families to help. So I think that that's good to publicize and then, you know, yes. people get involved and stuff Thank like that. You, that's Kyle. different than food. That's different than being like, I ate an egg. Yeah. yeah. That's different. <laughs> then I had like, sunny like when I see someone post and, you know, if they're not like, if, if someone's like, hey, I did this charity work and this sort of thing, or hey, did you see this person that's worth $2 million donated a million dollars? That I'm like, at least maybe it gets people involved. They see a thing. When someone's like, hey, did you see this I mean, person that's component. worth $100 billion uh, built a company to distract you from atrocities and made it look good? That I'm a little more jaded on these days. Like donating your birthday to Somalia? Yes. 
But then I right. just feel bad that I didn't fucking donate my birthday to Yemen or Somalia. Like I just said, you know, but let's meet okay. up at the Edendale Grill. It's learning how to use social media in a proper way. And I, I think that's all of our responsibility. But you're on it too much. Well, well we maybe, maybe so, but I actually, I do use it. Right. And you're. I use it to affect the society in a more positive way. When we were way. talking about off the grid, I just want to say there are different ways to go off the grid. So we have screen free Sundays. In that I don't house. listen to. That he she, just, I just say, I, I sent him out of the house. And I say, yeah. no one's looking at a screen for a day. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. You know, when I actually think that the GoFundMe is for people needing operations and stuff like that, you know, those are good. Those are great. I, I mean, maybe sad, Kyle had a GoFundMe for his surgery and we would have absolutely driven him to the hospital and donated. Great. Um, I have uh, mostly you spend time. I, I think they are nice and also sad that they have to exist. That's I what is coming around. It is so depressing We're, that they exist. Um, I agree. And you're just I like, agree. if only we keep doing this thing where we all collectively pool a little bit of our resources to help people. There's literally a word for it. The Like, it feels like it, we could do that all of the time. I would yes, love to right. every April pool a little bit of my resources to help people for the year. Yes. Um, or every uh, June, if you're as good at TurboTax as I am. Um, TurboTax. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And Which is another did. scam. This is Kyle has is upset at 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 lobbyists for controlling everything. We shouldn't have to do our taxes. It's insane. We have no, to do our taxes. No. The government knows how much money you owe them because if you do it wrong, they get mad. So just tell me. Everywhere else, they just tell you. Why do I have to do QuickBook? Why and we have, have such complicated taxes. Quick I would imagine all of me. us on yeah. this have very dumb, complicated taxes. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Anyways. This is why Larry didn't do his for a couple of years. Just joking. We're going to edit that part out. <laughs> We're going to edit that part out. All right. Uh, edit that part out. I'll write down the time code. <laughs> right. We have two things to edit out. The breast This is coming out tomorrow, so we might not have time taxes. to get to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I, yeah, we we really went on a lot of different places because on this we felt podcast com- we today, felt comfortable Kyle. But do you know that. what it's like, and it, it sounds like I'm forcing back in to relate it to the movie, this, <laughs> but it, it does all come back to that. It does. If you had done clerks well then i would have been talking about minimum wage but if you had done like if you had done uh uh i'm trying to think of an you know if we had done splash we'd have been talking about eco-friendly or ocean uh right but to think about if you had done something i'm sure you have seen twin peaks but if like it i just watched it for the first time he was in it yeah that's why i brought it up oh and if, (laughs) if you would if you would like uh uh if someone had written twin peaks it would have been it's in a more surreal fantastical world where maybe we don't end up talking about like uh why did we gloss over a world that i wish was just solved by uh assistance right but the movie was like the movie was like benefiting off of nomadland was like benefiting and writing a wave of isn't this quirky to where i'm like it actually seems like a problem yeah yeah it was a major problem that's why we didn't go which is why francis mcdormand hasn't worked since that's not true somebody needed to say it somebody needed to say it she can't get hired she's on hollywood boulevard bring it down she's doing just fine she actually just uh, hired three billboards outside of west hollywood california to where she's she's putting up for another oscar and i guarantee she's got three scripts they're going to take her there i think she'll be okay and i don't even blame it's not her thing yeah no she's wonderful nothing against her but she's got a pretty high-powered husband too i've also like who's her husband cohen joel cohen 
that's yeah, one of the Cohen brothers. Yeah. Sounds like some nepotism by marriage. That's why his name is first in all of the. I literally, not a joke, just got an email from TurboTax. No, um, stop it. Stop I'm, it. I, I wish I could screenshot it and show you, but hey, guys, if you do you need to understand uh, unemployment and taxes, get live advice for, for free September 9th. Um, I'm not going to do them an ad. I can't see Kyle. He's bringing up another. You can hear him. This is a podcast. (laughs) I was like, I thought Larry had lost his mind and was looking for TurboTax on our computer. (laughs) If I get an email during a Zoom call, it shows up on everybody's. Yeah, yeah, it's a big security flaw. It's a big security flaw. Happening to him. Yeah, Um, we'll take care of the TurboTax. I wish. I don't even think I dislike Nomadland as much as I dislike Three Bill. Oh, being I, from Missouri, right. from ebbing. get a title, get a being title. from is so long. It's so long being from Missouri and people telling you, you got to see this movie. It's how people are there. And you saying, nah, but it's definitely how one guy from very far away thought some people were there. I'm saying this and I'm being honest. Ozark is the best representation of the people that that movie is trying to represent. Yeah, it is. And I'm not I saying most people in Ozark aren't from there, but the representation of people from there is good. Yeah, it's good. There's a lot of people stuck in circumstances acting at the peak of their intelligence. That's what happens in Ozark. Yeah. Three billboards, a racist guy who should have been fired. (laughs) It's just a guy who should have been fired. And they threw someone out a window and everyone's chill. I guess that is kind of how Missouri is. They're like the racist guy. He shouldn't lose his job. Never mind. I've talked myself out of it. I love this Missouri insider stuff. I'm, well, yeah, never, I, I never was going to see the three billboards. I do like that writer. He's a, what's his name? Oh, in Bruges is like, I love that movie. I will go out of my way. Yeah. I will go out of my way to make people watch what I, that movie I think is absolutely He's one wonderful. of my favorite writers, but I knew, I knew not to see the fucking ebbing bullshit. When someone said like, it's, but it's like a play. I'm like, well, no one in Missouri talks like a play. Right. They because they're know. all, First off, it's not a real movie if everyone's not just looking at their phone the whole time. And then... Right. Uh, no, never... we get you and we support you wholeheartedly. It's just not, you know, it's yeah. not even... I don't even think those are people who generally need to be built up with these favorable... It all felt like those New York Times articles were like, yeah, this cop choked a kid to death, but he uh, also coaches soccer. Right, you should, exactly. And you're like, you should actually like this guy. And you're like, I would love to harp on the first part. Yeah, how about that? Where we don't get a favorable uh, look at him. Anyways, like, this is all. But none of this is going to make it. Human nature and the I've ranted about three billboards on this podcast like eight times. And so oh, yeah. this will never probably, stop. Never stop. It should never um, have been made. be edited <laughs> out. Or it won't be. Honestly, it won't be. I say stuff that edited the, out. Add it to the edit list. Add I don't think a podcast has ever been edited. I don't think there's the technology <laughs> to do it. I don't think there's it. I think that's the thing about podcasts is it's in. It, there's no way to edit uh, audio. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I think it's a, a people do this. And a, you got to listen to the whole thing again. And you, you know, who has the time to do that? Right. Yeah. I barely listened this time, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> I told you I got that TurboTax email that took up a lot of my time. And my, <laughs> my, my bandwidth went towards that TurboTax email. Right, I had right. to unsubscribe from them. And then I forgot my password. And right. I clicked unsubscribe. And it said, what email do you use for us? And I got pissed off about that because I don't oh, yeah. know. You should fill it in. We've, we've almost separated because of DirecTV password conflicts. Like, <laughs> we've separated like nine times. Yeah. I think you can put that down on the form. I saw it on a, a bench ad for a, a lawyer. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to get his lawyer from a bench, but I have my own high-powered lawyers. So, you know. Yeah, there's a difference. But- I'm not paying for yours. You're not. Is no, that, I'm not. You can contract? use your Twin Peaks residuals, my friend. I'm not paying for I'll that. I'll rewatch it. 
Let me know when the chat comes in. Yeah, um, that and I'll restream it. Contagion that, yeah. that helped us out during the pandemic. I, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that was such a, what a weird phenomenon. That's a very human thing for everyone to be like, I got to watch contagion now. Yeah. Hello, Ching Ching. Um, yeah, we got to we got to order some sushi off of that. We did. We were one of the number one streaming movies last year. That's right. Yeah, made in two thousand nine. And he, I got to hear my husband name drop Kate Winslet every week. Now I would like to know. This is a whole based on careers. What giant global events would you like to happen to pump your residuals? Right now, oh. <laughs> I'm like that's like such a weird game or, or, or that I wish I, I wish I residuals create residuals or yeah I wish I'd put effort into like what has to happen for giving. You understand what I'm saying, right? Yes, I like yes, to make yes. dumb games for the podcast. Sure. We're not going to get to any today because we're already way over time, but um. That would be a fun thing. Like, what could possibly happen to push the most residuals your way? I love this game, and I'm just talking it out in my head. If, but now, I can't. if if I did not get pregnant again, and they said we want that lap dancer, I'm sorry, that non-threatening, attractive club patron to come back in Magic Mike Three, and they <laughs> hired me to come back in Magic Mike Three, right? And, and they they gave me speaking lines, and then I became Channing Tatum's housekeeper. His like wise, sagacious, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but emotionally stunted housekeeper, and then we just ran with it. Then that could be big, right? When you want to see that movie, I think that's not residuals. That's just another gig. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you talk the gig. game into your corner, though, and I appreciate All right, so, it. So, so should I? Can I redo? Do a redo with BoJack Horseman? Sure. What would, yeah, well, I guess what would have to happen for like everyone to go back and reach besides me telling everyone to watch it all the time, what would have to happen for that to go back and well, right I think now, the Larry creator would it. have to become running, running for go for office and become oh. like uh, vice running president. for office. The, I don't know. Some hmm. kind of strange. Right now, my husband just wants to plug his own projects. He's trying to figure out a way to plug his own thing. No, right? I have no idea. I, they, it's a great question. It is a good it's question. question. I, it's crazy because if I had this game. Two years ago, I bet you would have been like, well, you know what would be crazy is if there's oh. something happened to make everyone rewatch oh, Contagion, yeah, yeah. like some giant similar event. And then we would laugh and we'd okay. be like, oh, boy, that it. would be crazy. I have yeah, it. But we knew that yeah. while we were shooting I have it. it. Ready? We were, we knew, hang on a second. All right. <laughs> God almighty. We knew that eventually it was going to happen because we were working with the CDC, all those people. Uh, when we made Contagion, they were all on set. We had, like, it was very close to um, all the stuff we were. The science that's used in that movie is actually real science. So we knew eventually. We just were like, God help us if it does happen. I mean, thank God the yeah. Contagion isn't as dangerous as the one in Contagion, but uh, it, this one's still pretty bad. Yeah. All right. We find we find out that Liberace has a vault of never before released material. And did not die of AIDS. And everyone watches Behind the Candelabra again, and I become a millionaire. That I think that actually happened. There's a way. <laughs> no, but no, but there's like a way where Behind the Candelabra, because stuff that's about specifically about an artist sometimes <laughs> will re enter the zeitgeist right, in a huge right, way. Right. Um, so wasn't that a good answer? I think that's a good answer. I think that, that could work great. Thank yeah. you, Kyle, fellow yeah. Gemini, yeah. new friend. <laughs> Um, well, let's let's wrap up. Let's talk about current projects and where what you'd like people to to find of yours. Um, we thank you so much for asking. It's funny yeah. we we do have a project, uh, Bitter Homes and Gardens. 
It's a web series about if you've listened this far, our incredibly dysfunctional marriage where we're both trying to win the relationship. But this season we got smart. Um, we have really fun guest stars. So it's not just us having a circle jerk arguing about the Nutella in the backyard. Like so, we did in our first season. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so we, so anyway, season two, um, is going to be released at some point this fall, probably early October. But if you just subscribe now to our bitter homes and gardens on YouTube, that's where it's going to be streamed and you'll be all set up. Yeah. Season two. Great. Season two coming out. There will be a, a link to that in the description of the podcast. Oh, so you guys should be able to do Kyle. a couple of, couple touches away. Um, yeah. and get to I'm that on heels way. this Sunday, which is on stars. I play, uh, Mary McCormick's husband. He's not playing a wrestler. Just let's. let's can you put that in the the link that Larry's not, not a wrestler? wrestler <laughs> yeah, we'll. I'll eliminate the YouTube link to make room for the phrase <laughs> "not a wrestler." <laughs> it's probably... gonna be a love scene with Mary McCormick. A wrestling series on Star. It's got great reviews. Heels. Yeah, great. Do you like wrestling, Kyle? I um no. used to really be into it, and then oh. a lot of stand-up comedians are huge. Into wrestling. And so it's I sort know. of like I it enters my world every once in a while via them. I have a uh, a former roommate who wrote for wrestling and then wrote for a wrestler and sort of like wow. lived in that world of I how random. I think they're great and it's very fun. I think when it's like really at its most fun, it's one of the cooler forms of entertainment to get into. Yeah, yeah. it's very much like theater. Mm-hmm. It is like a c- sort of continually running story theater, and there's not kind of like that. Glenn Gary, Glenn Beck. Yes, exactly like that. Except people watch wrestling and pay the people <laughs> who wrote it uh, well, any sort of compensation. We'd love to help you. We'll yeah, be we'll be able idea. to develop that. So okay. just feel yeah. know that we're yeah we're into the we and, can be your London. I need some sort of like if there's any more realistic David Mamet based right wing <laughs> puns that can be my. I mean, what's the most effort you've put into nothing? Because that's what that was for me. I made a pun once and then I lost a week of my life. You're sitting on a goddamn hit and you don't yeah. even know it. And Rogue Machine or Circle X or Ayama, they, they would kill to put that shit up. Okay. Local theaters in LA. Yeah. I'm just trying to be a theater show pony. I think it would be fun. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll rewrite it with people who anyone knows now. Just put Beck in it. And Beck and, and both Becks, both Becks, both Becks, just yeah. back to back. Uh, <laughs> That's it. There it is. Whole new thing showing back to back this Friday. Uh, and it'll be Ooh. Frost Nixon, but it'll be Beck Beck, Beck, Beck. where exactly. they're both trying to catch Beck, the other Beck, one Beck. in a lie. Yeah. Uh, great. Thank you both for being here. I, I really do Kyle. appreciate it. Thanks for rewrite, rewriting Nomad Land. Um, Our pleasure. Anytime. <laughs> Sorry that I omitted Dropbox. That's okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day. All right, everybody, that is it for us. Thank you for listening to Never Seen It. A big thank you to Larry and Fielding for having never seen Nomadland. Please go check out Bitter Homes and Gardens. Uh, There's a link to that in the description of this episode, or give it a Google, and you should get there. Check out their series. Whole first season's available on YouTube. Please find me on Instagram at at Kyle Ayers, so you can see these tour dates and live podcast dates coming up very soon. Kansas City, Chicago, very soon. Carolina's area shortly thereafter. Go find me at Kyler's. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. A podcast network.